Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast for Monday, December 9th. I'm Jeff Erickson. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Uh, play Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Uh, play anything they have to offer. Uh, as always, on Mondays, I'm here with Chris. So, uh, we're going to break down the weekend events. Chris, uh, how was your week 14? It was so-so. We'll see tonight if we can advance in the Wavos League. Trevor Ray and I, we're up 28 going against Wentz. Not a done deal by any means. I think my NFFC is drawing dead seven, six and two against the spread so far. Eh, not a great week. I didn't really enjoy it that much. What about you? Uh, losing Mike Evans really sucks. Uh, an NFFC. I, it's a three week thing, but I, I, I'm going to I'm hurting. I'm going to be hurting for that, uh, especially because it was such a good game to be uh, to have. It, it looked like he was going to go crazy in that game. They faced the lions in week 15. That was going to be awesome. And unlike you, I don't have Godwin to go with that. So I just and obviously I can't pick up anybody in the NFFC either because no pickups. Well, not obviously, not obvious to everyone that's listening, but obvious to you. Um, so that sucks. Uh, losing that was 
going to be it really hurts uh, on that. There's a lot of injuries. You know, DFS they use Evans and Devontae Parker together, so I was done in the by halftime in the early games, and that kind of sucks. You want to ha- at least have something to sweat, and I did not have that, so we moved on with my life, I guess. So there's that. So I wasted less time, but yeah, I, it just. It was okay. I mean, stake league, I did well. I had Darius Leonard going, so that was pretty sweet. I'm going to knock Shu out of the playoffs, so that's good. It's always good to get rid of that dude. Yeah, you know, of course. Good riddance. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he has to worry. I don't know how many players he has going tonight. I hope he has a lot for his sake because he and I are going to be close for the double buyer. So he's he's going to be in big trouble. I'm a little worried for Shu and his uh, financial future. Yeah, I can tell. It's very genuine concern, <laughs> as always. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't. I shouldn't be talking that much. I might still be behind, but it was yeah, it was unfortunate. You know, the thing about the online is there's there's 3,200 teams. So and, and there's sorry, there's like 660 in the playoffs. So I mean, I, I feel bad because it's 200k, but really the amount of money that I was sort of, it's probably more like 300 bucks that you start with at the beginning. You know, that's your like sort of share. Of the pot odds. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, all right, maybe I I'm out that 300 that I had. And it's great. Cause you think 200 K, but I'm happy. I won the 1500. That's like the more important thing. And then you worry about the playoffs and just hope to get lucky. So did you win both record and points in your league? I, yeah, I tied for record. And I was 100 points ahead, so I, I got the 1500, I think, locked in. That's good. Um, yeah, I got. I was third in the overall in the classic going in. I'm now 39th uh, with Miles Sanders to go tonight. Uh, so that really stunk. Uh, you know, see all these people go off, and I have 111 points this week. It's just, it was not just that. It was also like we didn't we didn't talk too much about this today in their XM show, but. Carolina just laying a big egg offensively. DJ Moore was fine, four for eighty-one, but fine isn't good enough. You know, I need I need him to go off. I need him to, to do something something big. Nick Chubb got one hundred and six yards, but as we've talked about before, if you're not getting the touchdowns or the PPR love, it sucks. Uh, Lamar Jackson was you know given the matchup. I guess I should be happy at twenty-seven points, but you know you go down like you know I just didn't get that much from anybody. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, you're lucky on Lamar. I mean, you, you know, if, if Mark Ingram gets some rushing touchdowns instead of those short throws, he has a terrible day. Yeah. He got three touchdown passes. And twice in the red zone. Pass. And twice in the red zone, they uh, had, uh, they, they ran that wildcat with Mark Ingram back there, which. That's I what I mean. Really, don't really understand that, but uh, yeah. So now next week, and I just realized I had and dropped O.J. Howard, uh, in, so I can't even benefit from like who, who's going to get more targets with Evans out. I think O.J. Howard, who had went like four for 73, they're going to use him a lot uh, in the last couple of weeks because Evans, out, Evans is out. So uh, I'm, I'm stuck with either like Terry McLaurin or Chris Conley as my replacement for him. Got to go with Scary Terry. The guy's yeah. so good. He made that amazing catch. You can call him Touchdown and- Terry again. Yeah, I think the Giants the Giants play the Dolphins. This scary plays uh the uh Eagles and then the Giants, I think. Oh, actually I don't know if the Giants are seventeen or sixteen, but I could look it up. But he's got I think he's got some pretty good matchups. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's uh you know, it it does really stink. Um so that that one is that that that's gonna be a, a tough one there. So uh, we'll, we'll by the way that. I'm not going to spoil this for you, but I was just looking ahead of the schedule for this week and did the lines. Uh-huh. The Dolphins are at the Giants. Just think about where you would put that line. I'm just curious. You don't have to tell me. I already made my 
Dolphins at the Ford, Giants. But... My God, there's all the dregs are playing each other this year. It's beautiful. Uh, it's at the Giants. Yeah. I mean, we'll know more. Obviously, like tonight's game is going to affect the line. That's true. Also, but. So uh, we can. This is a preview to to guess the lines. Yeah, uh, teasing guess the lines. It's uh, non-binding guess the lines. I'll just say Giants not, minus three. All right, I made the line preliminarily zero. Okay, like Dolphins pick them at Giants because I think the Dolphins are better. The Eli's the QB. The Giants are terrible. The Dolphins are trying at least. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So we'll, well, we'll see. see what happens tonight. So this other thing, I got this email, this guy, Clint Fegan, he's a, uh, I think he's an XM listener and he's also in the super contest and he's the guy. And, and I've been trying to get uh, Pete to do this. I even got permission from Jay Cornegay, not really Pete, but all the tech stuff uh, to do this from the super contest. He's the guy who runs the suit. He said, yeah, you can scrape the data if you want and use it. This guy does this. He's been sending me emails for a couple of years. Like he scrapes the data and like talks about who the best, you know, all the top guys are betting on and who all the worst guys are betting on. And, and so anyway, Dalton and I have been on a nice little run. I think we're above 500 now, but, um, Clint, uh, wrote me an email and he said, a fellow better came across one of those crazy system plays that seems to lack logic, but it's 29 and zero over the last number of years, however long it's been, they've been looking at it. It has about five criteria and while it seems to lack logic at first, it seems to generate mediocre teams with a defense that has quit. Yesterday, it spit out a play against Oakland, Jacksonville, and Arizona, and is now 32-0 and <laughs> over wow. the stretch. He said all three of them may be back next week, and the Giants might join them if Philadelphia blows them out tonight. So the Giants did not qualify, if I read that correctly, under the criteria for this week. But if they get killed by Philly, they may, whatever the things are yardage allowed or points, you know, yards per play, whatever. I don't know what it is. There's probably like five boxes you check, uh-huh. which, which, he, and I don't even think it's like anybody knows why it's just these things correlate. And usually when you, if you look for enough different correlations, you'll find something that goes, you know, 16 and two or something. Right. But it doesn't mean anything because of course it's like, you know, some combination is going to yield something that seems significant, but it's not because there's so many different permutations. So you're not really, you're not really finding anything. You're just finding the one that happened to be 16 and two, but this one is now 32 and Oh, so it's That's you know, crazy. Two to the 32nd is pretty big number Two to the 20th is over a million Two to the 30th is over a billion. So we're starting to get some serious numbers. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, but anyway, it's interesting. And, uh, you know, it's easy to say, you know, looking backward and the giants, as I said, are not one of them tonight. They will, they might be one next week if they get blown out and Oakland, Jacksonville and Arizona, might be one next week too. I'm not sure what the criteria. It might matter on the opponent or whatever. Anyway, it's just a crazy thing. Well, yeah, and the thing is, some of that it's super subjective, isn't it? Like who has quit? I mean, you know, well, there may be objective indicators. Is I guess what he's saying. I suppose. Yeah, it may be like certain metrics that that only pretty much quitting teams can check these five boxes. Right. Like if you're trying, you don't like you won't. It's very unlikely that you would check these five boxes. Anyway, I don't. Most of that stuff, as I said, is BS because if you throw in and if you you know screen for enough different possible categories, you're going to find some permutations that yield some lopsided results. And so, you know, Rufus Peabody always says, like, don't, you know, know what you're looking for in advance. If you're if you know what you're looking for in advance, then you can check if it works or not. But if you're just like throwing a bunch of stuff up and seeing what comes out, of course, you're going to find some random thing that's 16 and two, because 
something's going to be 16 and two, some crazy criteria, alphabetical teams playing on Thursday, the night before in temperatures above, you know, if you have enough different variables, something's going to be 16 and two. It doesn't mean that that's predictive. That just means that out of the 10 million permutations, you know, 200 of them were, you know, have a certain record, but this one's 32 and oh, so that's, that's a whole, it's, it's a little higher threshold. Again, it might be BS, but found it interesting nonetheless. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I wonder why Carolina didn't fit under that criteria. Um, yeah, I don't even know what the criteria are. I, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to email him back and say, can you get more specific? But the guy just, anyway. He yeah, it's cool they sent so, that to you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he, and, he, and, and I want to do this. It's, the problem is you don't get the data until Saturday when the picks are locked. Right. But, you know, we never really did it this year. We have this huge project that DJ sort of, uh, ran and got all this data in there. So we're going to next year have like searchable, you can search for like millions of different criteria, like temperature and seven point road favorite who lost two in a row. And you can do whatever you want. Um, and it'll spit out the record against the spread. But the other thing I wanted to do is on Saturday mornings have either just a screen scraping, uh, you know, uh, device or, you know, tool, um, that gets like, that basically is doing what he's doing manually and just sort of, compiling like, okay, here are the 30 best players in the super contest who over the last five years have a record of, you know, 58% against the spread. Here's who they're mostly on. Here's who they're mostly fading. Yeah. That to me, that's like, it's, it, you know, I'm not saying it's bettable because anyone can go cold or anyone, you know, it's just, it's just basically, um, doing something based on, uh, authority, but I think it's kind of cool to be able to do that now. Yeah, that's right. Although, then again, that's dangerous because you're always saying bet the number, not the team. But that's betting the team. Well, yes, that's true. But what if the number doesn't move from where he bet it, right? Like right. there might be a guy. I mean, a lot of, you know, in a given week, a, a few numbers move with injuries and, you know, and, and market moving. But probably half the numbers barely move, if at all. Have uh, Two or so- three of those are on non-moving numbers, you're going to get the same line he got. Has there been a degree of consistency within the super contest? Some players that are consistently good each of these years or four of the five so. years. I, have to look more cl- I think so. I'd have to look more closely, but I think there are people who are like consistently good at it. Okay. So that's kind of important too. Like, the- yes, exactly. So, yeah, no, that's what I mean. I wouldn't just be doing the guys who are, you know, a 40 game sample doing well. I'd want to get the guys over the last five years who have been good. Right. Exactly. Um, okay. So a couple of things I want to talk about, uh, for this week, I thought the, uh, you know, obviously Niners and saints was a hell of a game. Uh, we'll talk about, I want to talk about that. I did find it. I, I did the rewatch of Colts bucks and Rams Seahawks, uh, and, Chiefs and Pats already, so I'll spend a little bit more time on those than the others. But uh, well, let's talk first about the premier game that had to be the Saints uh, Saints Niners game. I was just I couldn't. I was pretty wrong about how the game flow was going to be. I really thought that this was going to be defensive driven, and it was anything but defense. Is this has have these defenses been solved? Are they missing key components, or is this just one of those weeks? Uh, I think it's one of those weeks. I had it 24, 23, nine or so I had, you know, 47 points in the game. Yeah. You had half of the it. over. But yeah, I had half of it. You had exactly half. Over. It wasn't at 48, 46. Yeah. Right. Well, no, I, I had less than half cause I only had 47. I don't know. 48, 40. Yeah, you're right. I did have exactly half. 
Um, but I just think, you know, on the turf and with, yeah, it just seemed like the way it was called, the game was called a bunch of pro offensive penalties. And I think it was just the game flow and, and they're both really good offenses. So what's crazy is Camara is the craziest part of this. Camara did nothing. No, nothing at all. Imagine if you knew there'd be 94 points in this game and you had Camara and like Tevin Coleman. You'd be like, oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> right. Without <laughs> seeing any of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not good. And even if you had Kittle, I mean, he, he made an amazing play to win the game and he had, do you have a touchdown? I thought he had maybe a touchdown, but he didn't have like a monster game or anything. Yeah, uh, it, it is crazy. And, you know, the thing is, Kamara, I think, has, what, one rushing touchdown all year? Something like that, yeah. And, you know, and I, you can't blame all of that on Taysom Hill. Some of it you can. but And, and some of it's the injury, but they just they don't go to him there anymore. I mean, they throw so effectively in the red zone. Breeze get a QB sneak touchdown yesterday where he jumps over the pile. I mean, that's in a very effective play, so... You really can't like, you can't really complain about it too much. If, if from that standpoint, just if you're a Camaro owner, it really sucks. Yeah, he's just not getting a lot of red zone carries. He had three red zone rushes in week three. That was not coincidentally the uh, game that he scored his rushing. T- no, sorry, receiving and a rushing touchdown that game at Seattle. That's the only carries inside the five he's gotten all year. So they're just not giving him the carries inside the five. He has. Four other, he had four carries inside the 10 that day. He's had four other carries inside the 10 all year. I know he missed a couple of games with an injury, but they're just not giving the ball near the goal line. And then the second thing that's happening is he's only getting 6.8 yards per catch. So he's not doing a lot after the catch. And I'm not sure if, you know, some of that was Brissett not, you know, being as deft at like leading him on the throws, but no, not really. Cause I'm looking at the yards per target under breeze and the yards per catch. It's pretty low even with breeze there. So I'm not sure why he has lacked explosion. Maybe the injury he had, I'm not sure what it was. I can't remember, but he's kind of lacked that burst. Yeah, he, he has. And how much do you think that's going to uh, affect things for, you know, next year? Where, where are you willing to draft him? I think he'll probably in a full PPR, like in the NFFC, I think he'll probably go like late first, but it also depends. Like, let's just assume they come back with the same team. Breeze is 41 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Murray's the co co-owner of the backfield. And Michael Thomas is there and they, you know, I don't know if they, if they don't acquire like big free agent receiver, they still have Jared cook. If it's mostly the same guys, I think he'd probably go like 12th. I'd have to look at it. I'm right now. My cheat sheet, he's like 12th ish. He had a few good games when Breeze came back and was like, oh, he's getting catches and carries. He had 13 carries and 10 catches in week 11 against Tampa Bay. He had 11, uh, 11 carries and, uh, sorry, 10 targets, 10 catches, nine, yeah, let's call them, nine catches and 11 carries in week 12 against Carolina. And then he didn't do as much against Atlanta and he didn't do much yesterday. But for a couple of games, it looked like he was pretty much back. Yeah. Yeah, I know it did. I you know, say you're like drafting in the online twelve team league. You're in the ten spot, and he's there. Are you taking him? I'd have to really see who was who else was there. Right now, right. my rest of the season rankings and some guys got deleted because they're out. Like Josh Jacobs seems like he's might be done, and you know I don't know who else. Mike Evans is out. 
but I've got McCaffrey one, Thomas two. This is for this year. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook three, Derrick Henry four. This is even in PPR. Um, Zeke Elliott five, Godwin sixth, Aaron Jones seven, Gurley eight. Gurley, I mean, if, if you told me that Gurley would be number eight on my board at this point, no way. I know. A month right? ago, I'd be like, are you crazy? DeAndre Hopkins nine, Melvin Gordon ten, Lamar Jackson eleven, Alvin Kamara twelve. Chris Carson, 13, no penny, uh, Saquon Barkley, 14. Now I'm not like, you know, my rest of season rankings at this time of year aren't really, no one's really relying on them. So it's kind of like, I'm not like killing myself. Yeah, Unlike like me I'm, like, where I'm, I've got like a thousand questions and all that. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Nobody cares. Like I'm just vaguely putting them where I, where they seem like they should fit. But bottom line is, so that's what that would look like for me right now. Next year is not exactly the same as this year and there'll be rookies drafted and free agents signed. You know, I have Barkley at 14. I assume Barkley will be a top 10 pick next year. Yeah. Uh, where, probably. Where are you drafting Barkley? I'd like to see what. On NFFC online tonight. I think I'd take him higher taking than Barkley? that. Are you taking Barkley higher than Aaron Jones? Uh, no. No, probably not. I don't know. I mean, so many things have happened with the Giants. I mean,. The, the quarterback change, the skill position players change, everybody else being out for a while. I kind of want to see him being hurt. You know, I, I I think last week was one of the few weeks where he looked really good since coming back from the injury. So I don't know. I I have to say the, the resurgence of Gurley is the one that throws me, you know, because I thought he was pretty much done. I mean, not done, but done as we knew him. And then the last two weeks, he's looked pretty good. Last three weeks, even. Yeah, he's looked fine. He's look fun. Yeah. And so girl, you know, where does Gurley go next year? What do the Rams look like? You know, where does Aaron Jones go? Aaron Jones still doesn't get like really heavy workloads very often. He's not a big dude. I don't know if he ever will. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's been so good and he's been such an explosive pass catcher. We, we're, we know we're not going to have another uh, coaching change in green Bay. Flynn is it. That's who they got. Um, I mean, LaFleur. LaFleur. Why do I say Flint? I don't know why. Matt Flynn was their backup QB. Yeah, I know. That's all right. Um, A little mental tick. Derrick Henry is probably going to be a very high pick even without the pass catching. He's going to be what Zeke used to be, like just that absolute hammer that gets 15 to 20 touchdowns and 1,500 yards and a handful of catches. So two Derrick Henry things for a quick read. Uh, One, I've told you about this. In a dynasty league, I turned down a trade where I basically was giving out the rights to draft David Montgomery for Henry. That's not aging very well. Um, And two, you know, at least Montgomery is usable, keepable for the future and all that. And it's not a complete zero, but still, it it was a bad decision. And two, in the Vegas league uh, that we did – you weren't in Vegas year this year. That's right. No. Um, in our draft, someone took Derrick Henry like ninth overall, uh, and it was like a brother of one of the Madison guys or a cousin of one of the Madison guys. Kind of pulled the and last. He's non PPR in that league, so he is a monster in right. that format. And we we're like, oh, that's a bad pick. And you know, the rest of his team isn't that great, but he was totally right on that pick. Yeah. You know, it was like, yeah, he nailed that pick. Uh, yeah, that was a great pick. Yeah. Especially with the minefield of David Johnson and Lev Bell yeah, and Barkley right? and Kamara. Kamara and non PPR is like worthless this year. I mean, it's so worthless. Total killer. Absolute killer. And you know, it's really kind of funny how that 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 they narrative changes. I had 
Hey, I was a smart guy in a non PPR. I took Devonte Adams. That's safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Devonte Adams. I mean, you know, you know, it bugs me. It's like everyone mocks me because I keep, I keep uh, hammering Devonte Adams, but nobody will take the L nobody who argued that he was like a top 10 real life receiver will just be like, you know what? He's probably just like a top 20 and NFL receiver. Like you said, no one will take the L. They just won't just say that. Well, look I mean, who you're talking to. On. We got a bunch of Madison guys and Greg and Tom. I mean, yeah, I'm saying nobody that argued with me online has ever just right. said, you know what? I can easily name top 10 receivers. I'd way rather have our just, you know, starting a team for next year. Where are 15, you drafting 20. Adams next year? Where are you putting him among wide receivers or where do you have him now among wide receivers? I'm going to look what I have now. Um, hang on. It's, it's going, I mean, he, they're not, they don't, with Aaron Jones there, they don't throw to the end zone like they did like all the time. And Adams was the guy, right? I have Adams right now in fantasy. Where, where is he? Um, where, oh, here he is. Uh, 21 right now. Wow. Yeah. And the funny thing is there's a lot of volatility uh, you know, among he, wide receivers. I, I, I got Debo Samuel ahead of him. I got Kenny Gallaudet. Maybe Kenny Gallaudet shouldn't be ahead of him now with the quarterback. Christian Kirk is ahead of him, but this is full PPR. Um, Cartland Sutton, Robert Woods. I mean, Robert just, Woods know. got his first touchdown yesterday. Yeah, but I mean, the he's last good, two he's games. He's a good receiver. I like him, but yeah, I probably would take yeah, Adams I mean, over the, him. The Rams just offense is. I mean, I don't think you can. I think you got to like just grade the Rams offense for the last few weeks. Right. I don't know if you want to grade them from, I don't know. I don't grade them at their highest. Don't grade them at their lowest. Yeah. But I don't, I don't agree with that. That's like saying to me, that's like saying when the giants started their run to the playoffs of the Ravens that year, like, um, no, their defense is not very good. Don't (laughs) pay any attention to what just, what you just saw for two weeks in a row. Right. You know, I I think sometimes you gotta, you, you gotta be like, okay, no, no, this, this is the McVeigh offense that we missed for a year. This is it. It wasn't that great in the second again. half yesterday, though. It was only good in the first half. I thought it was pretty good. I thought in the second half they had a huge lead and they weren't, they just sort of like took it easy. Like they weren't really trying to light it up. Yeah. Well, Goff threw two look picks. Look at Goff's also. final numbers. They were excellent. Well, yeah. Goff threw two picks in the third quarter. And that changed, that, that kind of, wiped out the third quarter in terms of production. So one of them, the pick six, the other, the arm punt down to the two where it was third and five on that play. The guy would have been better off not catching it, but yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Right. Cause they would have punted and they would have been lucky to get that kind of field position. Right. So that was nothing. And then the, the pick six was obviously bad, but I think he was getting hit and he tried to force it. I mean, he should have just taken the sack. Well, and Wood stopped his route too. So it wasn't yeah, it even all. It was like him. a miscommunication and yeah. probably forced it. Exactly. Hey, before we go on, a quick note from our sponsor, Armchair Quarterback. Armchair Quarterback is a real-time game where you predict the next play during a live football broadcast. You know what the next play is going to be. Predict it and earn points. Climb the leaderboard and increase your chances to win tickets and other prizes. It's the perfect way to make watching games more exciting. We have a special league for all Rotowire subscribers, and we'll be posting the leaderboard online and be mentioning them here. This week, we're playing to the Giants-Eagles Monday Night Football game. You can also form your own league with your fantasy friends. The full schedule and game information is available at armchairquarterback.com. Armchair quarterback, make every game bigger. You know, we were talking about the volatility of wide receivers. I want to talk a little bit about Odell Beckham. Uh, You know, they revealed before the game yesterday that 
he's he's playing he's been playing with a sports hernia all year and needs surgery at the right. end when the, once the season's over. You know, this is I do remember him talking about his groin injury and how he can never quite get loose all the way back in preseason. You know, there was a Jay Glazer report before week one. I remember talking about that. Uh, more the same yesterday. Two catches on five targets, thirty nine yards. He was the target on that controversial uh, interception turned into pass interference play. I mean, he's got to be pretty low among your wide receivers right now. How low do you have him on your rest of the season rankings? I gotta look. I'll I pull just, it up. I just clicked. I just clicked off of it, but he's pretty low for this year. I mean, I'm still high on him for next year, but the injury is a real thing. I mean, not just this injury will be repaired. I'm 26th right now among receivers. Yeah. Um, and I and I haven't updated my list completely from this week, and I'm gonna have to move AJ Brown ahead of him. But um, I just. I think, you know, I would, if I were starting a team, I would take Beckham way over Devonte Adams, but the negative with Beckham. And I think at this point, it's not just like a speculation. It's, he gets hurt a lot. Yeah. You know, this hernia is one thing, but he's had hamstring problems. He missed three quarters of a season um, with a knee problem a couple of years ago, missed four games last year. I mean, he's, he's injury prone and that's, you know, as you get older, as he's 27 next year, 28, whatever he's going to be that's not going away. So, I mean, it could go away, but it's less likely to go away. So I'm not, uh, I think the talent is still, you know, top shelf, but he needs to be docked for not being able to stay healthy. It's, it's a real problem. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it is a real problem. I, I, yeah, I have a hard time, you know, and you know, I think Fred, I think Freddie kitchens should be one and done. I think he's that bad of a coach. Uh, he's terrible. They're not professional. They're not ready. They're not, you know, if you look at Mike Tomlin, he's got a bunch of scrubs, but that team is ready for each game. You know, each game they have a plan. They do the best with the guys they have. Mm-hmm. They make changes when it's needed. And they got rid of Mason Rudolph for this total nobody guy. They, they will just, do, you know, they're a serious team. They're a professional team. And the Browns just look like a bunch of professional players suiting up sort of at random on Sunday together. Like, okay, let's play pickup like our softball team, you know, our softball team, Jeff, we never practiced. We never like the one time we did practice. Were you there for that? We played a tournament. I don't remember. We won our league. So that got us to qualify for this tournament. It was in the summer Uh, spring league. So for this tournament, we practiced for like an hour, hour, hour and a half, like took batting practice infield. Okay. This is how we're going to shift a little bit. This is our code words for when we're going to shift. And then we got mercied. I mean, we just got destroyed. Uh, I I was like, okay, undertakers are never practicing again. That was the takeaway from that. It's also just, you know, you practice one time in 10 years. It's like, you know, good, really, if you were serious team, like you would practice, you know, practice double plays, practice hitting the cutoff, man, all this stuff. Cutoff, man. What's that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know what that is. I used to just, yeah, I know. Try to throw people out of the plate and get the glory (laughs) throw. But, um, a couple times. Who was it? Saul's dropped a couple. I was really, really my, my career assist record is not as good as it should be, but um, you know, that's what the Browns look like. They look like our softball team, like a bunch of guys who, yeah, yeah, they all know how to play like a little bit, but they're just not organized into anything. And I, I hope he gets fired and I hope Beckham, I hope the giants reacquire Beckham. They never will. They're just such a nutless organization, but the Patriots will probably get him is what they'll do. I mean, they need the receiver. They'll get him for like a fourth rounder. And they'll figure out some way to make the contract work. Right. I mean, that, 
that is actually going to be a huge offseason story. Is it like, you know, I got to think if you're the Browns, you got to find a way to make this work, though. Well, they gave up a lot, right? But they, they yeah. gave up two firsts and, and no, a the first, best guard of all time and, and, and Kevin Peppers. Zeitler. Not two firsts, a first, a third, and, and Jabril Peppers. And that was a good, it's a good, you know, Gettleman, people crap on Gettleman, but that was a good trade to deal Beckham when he had value after, after paying him you know, too much. Yeah. I mean, it was what he, it was, what he's worth, but if he's hurt all the time, so they, they got rid of him and got a bunch of picks for it. I mean, why wouldn't he be there? I mean, he's signed through 2023 so, or 2022. So he's, he's unhappy. He hasn't done well. Uh, another yeah. team needs a receiver. They don't want to pay the money. Yeah. But the they, Browns have no incentive to make a trade unless they're just getting blown away uh, by an offer. And what if, I think they're better off they, firing the coach no. and find going that route. They could, but at the same time, let's say someone takes on the salary and gives them a fourth rounder. They're off the hook. Now they, now they have this cap space that they can use on a defensive player or an offensive lineman. You know, the, the problem with Beckham and the reason why it's a good trade is once you pay the guy as good as he is, he better be good. He better be healthy. Cause if he's, you're basically just wasting that money. Once the guy's full price, he's not worth much. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm like blown away though. That somebody they... who transcends, you know, transcends the, the cost. I'm blown away that they hired a real offensive coordinator, gave Kitchens the start the full time uh, coaching job after he did a good job as an interim, at least on the surface it appeared to be a good job as the interim, and let him call the plays. And they're okay with that, even though he's never called plays at the NFL level. Blown away by that decision tree there. I'm mean, just, I just like you said, not a professional organization. And they just and you know who knows about uh, Miles Garrett? That's a huge question mark. Like that, right? You know he's their best player. And so what a, what a disaster that team was picked to make the playoffs. Baker Mayfield was a rising star. They added Beckham, you know, David and Joku was supposed to maybe break out this year. It was, you know, they, and then this team is like a laughingstock. It's really uh what a disaster, exactly. you know, compared to expectations. That's right. That's right. And you know, there's, yeah, it, it's, and they're pretty much done. I mean, there's not really much, much hope at all for, them to make the playoffs. Uh, I mean, you've got the Browns. They're six and seven. I mean, they're they're all, but they're only not mathematically eliminated. They're the the Raiders and Colts are six and seven. Okay. I mean, it's over. (laughs) It's it's over. Yeah. Those three teams are all, I mean, because the right now, the Steelers and the Titans are at eight and five Steelers, Titans and bills. Two of those three are going to make the playoffs and probably the bills because the bills are what? Nine and four, right? Right. So it's probably, it's, it's going to be either the, or, or well, if the Titans are Texans, like, so if the, if the Texans were to lose and you know, I mean th- those two teams, one of them's probably going to, well, if they split, they could both make it. They yeah. split that. But then if they, sp- if the Titans split with the Texans, they're going to probably have to beat the saints. Yeah. And I, I don't know what the Texans like tiebreaker situation is. If they don't win the division, what is their chance at the wild card? It may not be great. Uh, so right. it's funny. Uh, it's fun. Look, funny looking at that. It's just a waste, waste of talent, waste of an opportunity, especially in a season where some other teams that are, were, were da- are down, you know, you could have had this shot. I mean, the Steelers, I mean, they're eight and five on their third quarterback. Think about yeah. that. No, I mean, if the Steelers had a healthy big Ben, right. I mean this and, and Juju Smith Schuster and they, they find these receivers that I know where Deontay Johnson looks like Antonio Brown out there. Uh, you, you know, you, you basically have like another powerhouse, they just completely disappeared. The Chargers every year. I, mean, I think Rivers is cooked, but look, I mean, they lost Derwin James. They had a lot of, but there's always something with the Chargers. There's always a reason for the Chargers sucking. You know, it's a, there's right. always one reason or another. But you know, the Chiefs, 
have been shaky, but they're what? They're nine and four now, the Chiefs? Is that what their record is? Yeah, they've so, they've won their division. It's over. Yeah, you got you got the Chiefs, the Patriots, and the Ravens are all what they're supposed to be. And you know, the yeah, I guess Pittsburgh is really the one that, that fell off. I mean, imagine if Andrew Luck is still in you know, if Roethlisberger and Luck are completely healthy and playing, it's a whole different AFC. Right. You know the Bills still play the Pats one more time. Yeah. Uh, They're I one game behind the Pats. I, I really want to see. You heard about that thing about the Bengals, that uh, that spying allegation. I did see that, yeah. and I saw the explanation after the fact, too, uh, from Adam Schefter. So uh, you saw well, that, here's too, what, right? I don't trust those media guys. I mean, they'll, they just report what they're told to report. But right. apparently the Patriots turned over the footage. Did they turn over all of it, or did they just turn over some of it? I'm, I'm just suspicious as hell, but anyway, they turned, I mean, how Why many times have be? been busted for this kind of stuff? I mean, Oh no, no, no. This is just them interviewing for a documentary. They probably had a backup cover story in case they were busted. I'm, you know, they wouldn't just go in without that. Anyway, apparently they turned over the footage to the NFL, but maybe they had another reel of footage where they have some BS interview or something. I mean, I'm super suspicious. I mean, I, I you know, you wonder, you know, how is Belichick covering 58% of the time? It doesn't the market adjust. Maybe there's something the market doesn't know about. He's been busted for a couple things. I know it's all like, you know, he filmed the Jets. Right. That was something. Didn't he film something in the Super Bowl a couple in the beginning? And then, you know, I don't know about course, that. Uh, the, the flake gate was kind of, that just seemed kind of crazy. Like that was a nothing the burger, from, as far as I thought. Yeah. I mean, it's more well, than deflate, nothing, but really, yeah. The flake gate was nothing because the thing about the flake gate is that like, even if they did it intentionally, which they probably did, I mean, that's such a minute edge and it's, doesn't seem like that big of a deal. If Brady likes the ball a little less inflated. Why shouldn't he? It, there shouldn't be like strict regulations beyond like, you know, it not being like, you know, totally like mushy. You know what I mean? Like who cares? They should, it should be like, yeah, just have them, have them inflate it so that, you know, when he's using it, he, it's the way he likes it. I mean, I don't, I don't really see a problem with that, but, but this other stuff, I, I mean, it could just totally be innocent. And of course, you know, that's what they're saying, but man, I would not put it past them, especially in this desperate dire situation where people are like, why would they cheat against the Bengals? It's like, because if you lose to the chiefs, you can like craft a credible story about that. But if you lose to the Bengals, like it's, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been a while since their offense has been good. Uh, so yeah, I, I get it. I, I, you know, I mean, and this, every team has advanced scouts. So merely that a guy is there is nothing obviously. And it's just, Filming like them signaling plays is the one thing that they have to worry about. So yeah, I mean, who knows? But wait, what does the advanced scout do? I mean, he's looking at their formations. He's looking at you know, this is what they like to run in this situation. So I you're guess. allowed to go to the stadium and watch their practices to look at their formations. You're just not allowed to film them. I don't think he was pra- he was watching the game. He was at oh, the he Browns. Was he was in the press box the- at the Browns. He was in Cleveland then because the game was yeah. in Cleveland. Right. He was in the Browns press box. Okay, so so he's in Cleveland watching them play their game, and then they saw him filming something, right? But like, but what's the big deal about that? Because you're not even filming. If they're practice, filming, like filming. the signaling of the plays, then you can steal their signals. Oh, right? I see, I see. If you started filming the sideline, it's the same thing as the Astros, right? If you know the signs, it's... I mean, you know, like these these successful teams that people give so much credit to, they cheat all the time. The successful people in business, they cheat. We've been over this on mm-hmm. the show. The, and Belichick's been busted a couple of times for cheating. 
this may be totally innocent. I mean, it may be totally innocent, but if I'm Belichick and I want to steal the signs, I'm damn well going to have a cover story about a documentary or some BS like that. Of course I'm going to have that. And I'm going to have footage ready to turn into the, to the NFL in case I get busted too. Right. That's right. By the way, if the Pats, if the chiefs went out, which, you know, that, that's a big if, and the Pats lose one more game, it's the chiefs that are the two seed, not the Pats. No. Right? No, there's just a game ahead. It's 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 not even with the tiebreaker. Go one and two, and the Chiefs go two and one. Yeah. The no, Chiefs the, have Broncos, Bears, Chargers. Pats have Bengals or yeah, Bengals, Bills, and Dolphins. Or it's Pats have the easier Pats schedule. Are gifted every year this this schedule that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it it is ridiculous. The Bills at least are going to put up a fight. We know that. Yeah. No, the Bills should have beat them the first time. Yeah. The Patriots are so funny. I mean they. They, I can't even believe they're in a position to tire win that game and actually should have, uh, you know, should have got that touchdown. And it just, just cracks me up that like, you know, we are talking about the, the lobber in tennis, the guy that just doesn't make the error mm-hmm. makes you make all the errors. It's kind of, it, 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 yeah, that's true. You could almost make that comparison with the bills too. I mean, their offense hardly pushes themselves out there that much. But you know, Josh Allen takes chances. He makes mistakes. He goes for it. Like Brady is just, no sacks, no picks, no sacks, no picks, throw it away, throw it away. Yeah. I'm going to write about this in East coast offense, how, you know, you got to use YPA is, is like BABIP. It's a bad stat by itself because you know, we talked about it. Like if you hit 50 home runs, mm-hmm. oh, it's BABIP's only 220. Yeah. You hit 50 home runs. But every time he made contact, that was hard. It went out of the park. So it's, count, it's not counting as a, as a double or a single for his BABIP. You got to look at home run adjusted BABIP to understand, you know, the BABIP. Right. And I, I do think you need sack adjusted YPA, which pro football reference has. That is pretty good. I'll have to check that out. Uh, quick note before we finish up for sports and betting fans in the New Jersey area. This is the moment you've been waiting for. Sports betting is available today on Yahoo Sports and the Yahoo Sports app powered by BetMGM. Yahoo Sportsbook powered by BetMGM allows fans nationwide to view the betting odds across a variety of sports and users of legal age to bet the state of New Jersey can click through the odds to place bets on BetMGM. New users 21 or older in New Jersey can make their first $10 deposit and receive $100 in free bets. Go to betmgm.com slash Yahoo to get started and for full offer terms and conditions. Also, Yahoo Daily Fantasy continues to launch new fantasy contests every day. Visit yahoo.com slash daily fantasy to enter an NFL, NBA, or NHL contest today. Uh, so you're going to be writing about that. Anything else you're going to write about in East Coast offense? That, that and also, you know, you know, they talk about cover. I mean, just talking about the whole sacks and like QBs and running QBs. And if you get a positive run on a scramble, that should be like a pass play versus the sack should be a negative pass play. A throwaway should be a zero. So a throwaway is better than a sack. And then the idea of like, what about a coverage sack where, you know, there's a coverage sack, but don't, you know, and, and I like wide receiver, the wide receiver set yards per target, but don't, aren't coverage sacks sort of wide receiver sat, sacks just as much like yeah. the receiver couldn't get open. So yeah, we call it a coverage sack, but maybe it's a wide receiver sack. So if there's a sack and it's really hard to like link it up, but if there's a sack on a play where you were the primary read, but you didn't get open, it should hurt your yards per target, even though you didn't get a target because you're the reason there's a sack. If you got open, the quarterback would have got rid of the ball. That's right. That's a good point. So the stats are a little noisy, but they're, I don't know. We can maybe add a little nuance to them. You know, same thing always applies to me. Like I always think with baseball, um, how, Okay, uh, you know, there's fielder's choice. That's not anything. So, therefore, it's an earned run. It's not an error. 
Right. But it's not a hit or a walk either. It's just, it's a fielder's choice. No. Or, uh, you know, and I just like, fielder's no, it's got to be choice. something. Is it a good or a bad choice? That's, right. That's, that's the question. Yeah. Just like a pop-up, like a pop-up that drops, even though nobody touched it, it can't be an error because nobody touched it. No, it was an error because someone didn't, someone didn't make the decision. You know, someone's got to get, be blamed for that. It's not the pitcher. Pet peeve of mine. I think with, uh, with the next gen stats stuff, I mean, it should be pretty clear that given where the guy is and where the ball landed and the trajectory, how much time he had to get there. And if he's slow on his jump, you know, I, they should be fixing that stuff. So we start to realize like which pitcher, I mean, we, we know a little bit which pitchers are victimized by bad defense, but if we're going to even have the fiction of unearned versus earned runs, which maybe we should just do away with that at this point. Yeah. We can at least tell like, you know, it's not just an error because you touched it. Derek Jeter made a million error. He never made errors. He rarely made errors, but he never got to balls that a lot of other short stuff would have got to. And that's, you know, that's the same exact thing. Yeah, it, it is throwing to the wrong base. Oh, he, he did. He chose to throw to second and he should have got, gotten the first to get the out, but it's not, sorry. Fielder's choice. Earned run. Oh, right. Anyways. Yeah. yeah we're, I agree. We're, Bad choice should be an error. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough with uh, rankings this week, trying to figure things out. But I don't know, one thing, just hammering that schedule, you know, it's just like it, it. I this time of year, I mean, you get guys that emerge uh, in part because they're playing these teams that have given up. I remember like when Raheem uh, Morris was the coach of the Bucks, and they just totally gave up on him. Um, that That was like. You had to be able to read that and jump on guys like and that. There's an Atlanta Tampa Bay game where Atlanta just murdered them. I mean, it's just that that's the sort of thing you look at. So I look at I'll be looking at Jacksonville. They're playing Oakland. Jacksonville versus Oakland this week. That should be interesting. Seattle should get it's, well it's against Oakland's, Carolina. It's Oakland's last game in the Coliseum before moving to Vegas. So I think I think it is. And in which case, I think Gruden will get them to try. But I don't know about Jacksonville. I never Carolina. view Oakland as a quitter. Uh, even they were tw- it was tied twenty-one twenty-one at halftime yesterday. Yeah. I don't put them in well, the same Jacksonville by, boat. My friend's number, but the thing about it about that number is he doesn't even. He, I think he just made up that it's a quitting metric. He, okay, they don't really know why. It's just a correlate. You know, it's just it's just something that came through. It's not. He's you know surmising that it's because Fair. maybe it's a quitting metric. But the Giants, man, I think Shermer's an okay coach, but. They don't, you know, they could easily start quitting. They could. They very easily could. Yeah, so maybe that'll be my tiebreaker and some tough lineup decisions this week. So something to watch for that. Well, at least it will be when I'm ranking. Um, but then things get blown up again, and then San Francisco and New- San Francisco will give up 46 points. So who knows? Yeah. It's, uh, it's bad. And then you got weather on top of it. It's a real people shutting people down. You know, players are kind of getting shut down or, or the soft shutdown, where they, which they do in baseball, where you, you know, you leave after you, you get a snap count and all these things that you have to worry about the last couple of weeks. Yep, that's right. That's right. Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up. Anything else you want to add? No, that's it, man. I'll catch you tomorrow on the XM show. All right. Very good. Thanks for listening to uh, the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Jake and Joe will be with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.